Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, guys. Oh, my God, a big good morning to Pedro from Instagram, our legal correspondent, back with us in the show. How are you doing, Pedro? Big good morning to Vero. To Annie and to all the beautiful people joining joining me in the live audience. A few people watching that aren't participating, but that's fine. That's fine. How are we doing out there, friends? You're listening to the Probo Show at 8.30 a.m. Central European Time, 2.30 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. for our friends in, ho- the, in Hong Kong and the Philippines. My God, mouthful, Natch. How are you doing? It's Monday, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Hi. you're not joining the day with the same level of of energy as I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, isn't it the most annoying thing when you come in on a Monday and there's one person just hype and happy that you just want to kill that person? You haven't put anything in my coffee, have you, Natch? <laughs> How are you doing? How was the weekend, man? Well, nice. Yeah. Not bad. I felt like, I feel like you said nice because you were unprepared to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries, dude. They can't all be good. Mine was mine was lovely actually. Um I went to Izzy's house. I got a lovely back massage. Dude, the worst part of, about my age is that basically I've told you this. If you want to know what it's like to be in your mid forties, you basically being in your mid forties is like being in your twenties, but being tired all the time and having pains. Ever since I broke my ribs, I've had a really bad back. And Izzy just I don't know what she did. She just like pressed an area of my back that absolutely was agony for like 30 seconds. And I feel like a new man, friends. What? <laughs> and that's it. That was literally the highlight of my weekend. I watched 14 episodes. <laughs> this is how my weekend was, Natch. I watched 14 episodes of American MasterChef. <laughs> They're nearly an hour long, Natch. <laughs> that was my weekend. <laughs> Good morning, Born to Iron Man Bridge, Jareom. How are you doing, guys? No cars, no documentation, but here we stand, says Pedro. <laughs> All right, my God, friends, what a weekend. Of course, I thoroughly tortured the elves this weekend, and they prepared a mm, chef's kiss, a delicious show for us today. Let's see what's on the menu. Um, in 100 Humans, I asked them to name a type of store a tipo de tienda, right? A type of store you'd find um, you'd find in just about every shopping mall or shopping center. Centro Comercial, I think you say in Spanish. Name a type of store you'd find in almost every Centro Comercial. Um, then in today's Complete the News, we'll take a look at um, why a children's book is on a watch list. Uh, Lista de Vigilancia, I don't know, you might say. You know, they think maybe, ooh, this seems dangerous for young children. We'll find out why that book is there. Um, And today we've got an amazing, unpopular opinion, which is gift giving. Dando regalos, would you say? I don't know, gift giving. Gift giving is um, the laziest way to show affection. Or maybe you just say regalar, right? Regalar es la forma más... Perezosa de demonstrar afecto? That's right, friends. That's right. That's right. We're here. Look, guys, just feed off this energy. It's Monday. I know we're all a little depressed. Don't worry. That post-weekend blues. Here I am to put a smile on your face. To turn that frown upside down, folks. How am I going to do that? I'll tell you how, friends. We're going to go straight into some news. I'm here. You're here. Natch is here. Let's not waste any more time. Um, all right, uh, what do we have today? Some good news. Do you want some good news, friends? Um, according to Business Insider, um, great news. Social media is falling apart. Cayendo en trozos. That wasn't the translation, Alpha. I just want you to know, Natch. Cayendo en trozos? Eh, no, right? I would say... Cayendo en trozos. No, no suena bien. No. Okay, never mind. Mm. <laughs> Look, dude. Está rompiendo en trozos. Está rompiendo en trozos. Um, desmo- desmoron- desmoronan? Desmoronándose. Desmoronándose. Oh, God. <laughs> if, you're li- if you're an international listener, right? You're an international listener. We produce a show in Spain. 
probably thinking, wow, this guy can speak Spanish. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to destroy that vision that you've got of me. But just know I've been here 20 years and I still speak speak like Spanish like Tarzan. Me, Rob. Me like radio. <laughs> All right. So great news. Social media is falling apart. Gran, grandes noticias. Las redes sociales se desmoronan. All right. Or something similar. So the article from Business Insider discusses the evolving landscape of social media, highlighting a shift away from dominant platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or as it's now known, X, right, guys? Um, As these major platforms have become more commercialized and cluttered, users are seeking more intimate and authentic online experiences. Many are turning to private group chats and emerging social platforms that offer a more genuine connection. While these new platforms can't match the vast user bases of the established giants, they represent a hopeful trend towards healthier online environments. Um, The article suggests the era, era of monolithic social media platforms is waning, giving way to a more fragmented and diverse online ecosystem. Ooh. All right. What do you think about that, Natch? You're not. You know what I like about you, Natch. You don't over. You don't. You you're one person in in my demographic that isn't obsessed with social media, man. I I um I respect that. In fact, I've taken cues from that in my own life. Now I only kind of interact with my social media as a rep as kind of a as the brand ambassador of my online content. I don't really post photos of me just being me. You know, or selfies, <laughs> which would be ridiculous. Instead of posting selfies, I could just take emojis and post them. <laughs> this is me on the beach. Um, so how do you feel about this? Do you engage in, rather than social media, would you agree with this idea that people are turning towards more group chats, more intimate, smaller, centralized kind of experiences? Do you do that? I know you're a member of some WhatsApp groups. Yes, but I, I don't want to be a member of that those either yeah, yeah no. uh, i don't know i can only imagine the the parents groups are like the seventh circle of hell yes uh, <laughs> all the circles <laughs> together <laughs> these teachers oh the food that the servant school is just so bad your child hit my child in the face <laughs> i can just imagine it's just the worst yeah but i mean i have to admit if i engage with anything it's usually my discord and by the way guys you can join that discord if you want if you so choose there is no um (laughs) there is no uh moral obligation but if you so choose yeah the the only place where i do kind of like chat and interact and even then not that much not as much as i could is um is my discord server um that's professional bohemian on discord if you're watching live you can find the link there um yeah, because it's a closed, centralized network where I know the people that are there. I know the fans of the show. They're there for a particular reason. You know, they share. You know, we share. We share, Natch. Sharing is caring, my friend. So, yeah, I kind of, I see this happening. But whereas social media has created these ecosystems, these kind of, uh, these uh, algorithm-powered kind of little social media bubbles... Whereas if you're into moon landing conspiracies, it will spoon feed you moon landing conspiracies um, and maybe branch off into other conspiracy theories. These kind of pernicious social media, um, social media kind of environments, funnels or bubbles, as they call it, the social media bubbles. What worries me about this is um, is now these bubbles are going dark, (laughs) right? So if you're, uh, you know, whereas whereas in the past you'd get the odd kind of racist, weird <laughs> post from your uncle. Donald Trump is a genius. <laughs> um, okay, if you're a Trump supporter, that wasn't meant to trigger you. So I'm sorry. Joe Biden is a genius. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. You get the odd kind of weird political hot take from, from your out-of-touch uncle. Now he's doing that in a very closed group of like-minded individuals, which worries me a little bit. Does it worry me more than um, uh, social media kind of algorithms, the recommendation algorithms that create these bubbles? Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you, a little bit. 
um, a little bit because at least if it's if if this kind of discourse is taking place on a monolithic site like Facebook, Facebook has some control over the disinformation. But there is no control over. You know, I know what you're saying out there. Rob, talk, stop talking about control. You're a communist. I'm not a communist. I'm not a communist, comrades. <laughs> Let's see what people are saying. Um, everyone's saying good morning. Good morning, Maine joining us from the Netherlands. The bridge is here as well. Wow, what a crowd. Cayendose uh, atrothos. Cayendose atrothos, says the bridge. Can we get a, a nivelazo for the bridge, please? What? Kinivelazo. That's what she would say. Vero says, um, desmorona, desmoronandose or haciéndose pedazos. Wow, another nivelazo for Vero. Nivelazo. Vero's come to the chat on fire. She said, good morning, beautiful warriors around the universe. Good morning to you, Vero. Um, we look for safe spaces. Yeah, that's the, that's the worry. Like, when this is all being done in a, in a public square, there is some kind of policing that can happen, if you know what I mean. You know, whereas your, your uncle with weird political beliefs will, you know... You know, I think the perception is there's no freedom of speech on this pla these platforms. And I think for the most part there is, but there is no freedom from consequence. If you write something that people are upset with, they're going to let you know. What happens, I've, I feel like what could happen with these uncontrolled kind of little safe spaces for people is there is absolutely no policing and, you know... I wonder about, or I worry about the indoctrinization of people who just happen upon these groups. I guess maybe I'm, you know, I'm a worrier, friends. I'm a worrier. <laughs> hey, you enjoy your little WhatsApp group about the moon landing being fake. <laughs> your little group about, you know, the earth being flat. Mm, yeah, Rob, I think you'll find it is flat. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. But it's certainly to everyone's benefit to, um, to be engaging with media that kind of challenging us. It's challenging us, right? The only kind of discourse you're involved in is the kind of discourse where people are agreeing with your point of view. Then I would say that's kind of empty discourse, useless discourse. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you'd agree with that sentiment. But let me tell you something, friends. This is uh, this is just my opinion. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions—they're like buttholes. Everybody has one. They all stink. Uh, and I guess even mine. Let's see what else is being said in the chat. Um, callándose a cachos. Oh my God, we've just set off like a meme in the chat. Everyone wants to <laughs> talk about what falling apart is in Spanish. We look for safe spaces or even añicos. Añicos. All right, thank you, Bridge. All right, let's um, let's move on. So the, yeah, that's the article from uh, Business Insider, fascinating one. Of course, friends, all these links I post on my Patreon. Um, and you can check those out. By the way, friends, Friday's Patreon, I opened, as I said. I just didn't publicize it anywhere. So if you're um, a keen viewer, you want to catch up with all that news that I posted and spoke about on Friday, you can do that for free on my Patreon. So go and check it out. Uh, let's see. Artificial intelligence. Here we go. Here's an interesting story, Natch. Artificial intelligence, such as ChatGPT, to be allowed in Australian schools from 2024. From the year 2024, Natch, artificial intelligence such as ChatGPT is going to be allowed in schools. What do you think about that, sir? Well, it had to happen. Had to happen, didn't it? And I almost kind of think it's like, I remember my grandfather telling me, like my grandfather had a big part of raising me, Grandpa Bo. And um, when the first time I told him that you were allowed to take calculators, into class he said okay this is this is the end of western civilization <laughs> no longer will people be able to do long division in their head you know and i kind of think this is the same thing with um ai um let me just translate that la inteligencia artificial como chat gpt se permitiría en las escuelas australianas a partir de 2024 no need for an evil athonach no need for any bluff. Buy any bluff. Oh, I got one anyway. There you go. <laughs> 
Um, good morning, Nuriatam. How are you doing? Oh, wow. We've got some quality people in the chat, my friends. So here we've got artificial intelligence tools, including ChatGPT, will be permitted in all Australian schools starting in 2024, following the endorsement of a national framework by educational, um, education ministers. This framework, crafted by the National AI Task Force, aims to guide the integration of such technologies in the educational sector. Imagine if here in Europe and all, all, all in every other place in the world, we were so forward thinking and planning <laughs> for the incorporation of ChatGPT in our schools. Rather than complaining that students are using ChatGPT. I mean, come on. Really? Because that's what we're doing. We're not doing We're not planning for this at all. We're just, you know, complaining. <laughs> they wrote their essay using ChatGPT. Let me tell you something. Children are not stupid. And if you had to write a 2,000-word essay on, I don't know, on Shakespeare, on Macbeth, on the semiotics of the th three witches in Macbeth, you would use ChatGPT too. <laughs> you know? Of course you would. Of course you would. I mean, ChatGPT, the genie is out of the bottle, friends. Um, and I, I honestly applaud Australia for, for introducing it to the curriculum. I think, you know, it's the way forward. We've got to learn how to work with these tools rather than um, try and stem the flow or become like salmon swimming upstream. Uh, applause. Can we get Probo approved for Australia? Oh. Probo approved. Not only a great country, Natch, the, probably the best continent to get in the game of Risk. You know, you just build up your troops there and then move them up into, uh, into Russia. <laughs> Sorry. I need to play board games. If you're listening, Andrea, we need a we need a, a session of board games. Uh, all right. So there you go. Yeah. Um, fascinating news there out of Australia. The federal education minister, Jason Clare, emphasized that, um, that ChatGPT and similar tools are here to stay. Comparing their ubiquity to that of calculators. Oh, my God. This guy is completely on the same page as me. And um, and the internet. He noted that while private schools and students are already utilizing these tools, the public sector needs to catch up. Um, amen, to, amen to him. It's nice to see there are some forward-thinking politicians in the world. Well done, Australia, says ChatGPT. I uh, says, uh, says ChatGPT. Sorry, I know you're not artificial intelligence, Bridge. My bad. <laughs> the Bridge. Joining us from Cantabria, 100% genuine human being. Um, and thank you for that. Um, uh, does it make them more dumb, says Annie. Uh, great question, Annie. Um, I would say no. Do you think using calculators in school made people more dumb? Do you think doing research on the internet as opposed to in a library made people more dumb? I don't think so. I don't think so, my friend. If anything, I think this um, will see a lot of new technology and early adoption and, and a lot of mastery of, of these large language models or AI, artificial intelligence, in Australia because kids are growing up using the technology. I think it's a, a fascinating idea. But again, that's my opinion, you know? Okay, last piece of news, friends, because, uh, my God, we are running out of time. Uh, okay, you know, I'm often criticized, Natch. I'm often criticized. Might surprise you. They say you only talk about artificial intelligence, the, yeah, the climate change. You only talk about, you know, there are certain things that I talk about and I don't talk about. For, for, to, to be completely honest with you, friends, if you're not talking about climate change, AI, the rise of fascism in America... Um, and in, uh, and um, the the wealth gap. Every other piece of news for me is just a distraction. I'm going to be honest with you. Those are the most prescient issues in society today. Um, some of which are woefully ignored. But one thing I have done to um, uh, to be honest with you is I very rarely touch on uh, my home turf when talking about the. Um, the crisis we're having, the population crisis, where population numbers are dropping. But yeah, it is in fact happening here in um, here in Europe, um, as can be displayed by an article by uh, from Foreign Policy this week. Migration and fertility can't change Europe's aging population, but it can avoid disaster. Quite um, a positive spin on this crisis as it um, as it is emerging. 
Um, the article from Foreign Policy discusses the challenges posed by Europe's ageing population. A prevailing narrative suggests that Europe faces a bleak future due to declining standards of living and an increase in the number of elderly individuals dependent on social services. This perspective has been termed a demographic time bomb. In response, the European Commission has initiated discussions on the implication of ageing and its potential impact on social protections and infrastructure. While some argue that increased migration could offset the ageing trend, and um, research indicates that neither that nor fertility... Um, oh God, I've lost my place. Um, can, um, can offset, truly offset, the greying grey Greece, the greying, the greyfication of um, Europe's pos um, Europe's population. So yeah, it's um, it is certainly a global phenomenon. I I don't often present it as that, as we saw that South Korea is um, is having its lowest birth rates ever, one of the lowest birth rates in the world. Japan, China, but it's certainly here too, all over the educated world. It seems to be. Um, other than a few countries, like India's population is booming. I think Ghana, I saw, was um, uh, was a booming population. But worldwide, yeah, we are we are certainly at a plateau and looking to... Um, and yeah, and the population will, will fall off a cliff by uh, 2050, according to experts. Let's see what people are saying. Um, <clears throat> no, the usage of ChatGPT, says Anna, does the usage of ChatGPT make people dumber? I would argue that not, Annie. I mean, there is a certain amount of fear, no, when a new technology crops up that, you know, it's useful in some way dumb us down. I would say, I would rather people use ChatGPT than watch TV. I would rather people use ChatGPT than watch 13 episodes of American MasterChef over the weekend. <laughs> That's going to make you dumber. I, I swear to God, I watch those episodes. Every time Gordon Ramsay shouts my intelligence quotient goes, goes down one percent <laughs> um it was actually me but yes i do have a shunt valve connected to my brain says um says the bridge max verstappen won his third formula one drivers championship that's the news update from annie in the chat thank you annie um so yeah those are the news that we're going to highlight for today guys you can get the links and a brief description of each article in my patreon let's move on to today's on popular opinion unpopular opinion okay my friend here we go today's unpopular opinion is gift giving regalar gift giving is the laziest way to show affection. Regalar, regalar es la forma más perezosa de demostrar afecto. It's the least, laziest way to show affection. I um, I made that statement to our Pro show elves. I thoroughly tortured them, and, uh, tortured them until we got some pro and con arguments. So here we go. In the pro column, arguing that it is the laziest way to show affection. Let's go. Um, simply by buying something doesn't necessarily require personal effort, especially if it's not thoughtful. It's easy to purchase a generic gift without much consideration for the recipient's preferences or needs. The commercial industry, especially during holidays, promotes gift giving as a primary way to show love. This could lead to the act of being less genuine. Mm, to the... <laughs> To, act, to the act being less about genuine affection and more about fulfilling societal expectations. True story, right? It's Valentine's Day. Go get chocolates. Go get flowers. How many of you are inundated by Interflora adverts around, um, around Valentine's Day? Does it really mean anything? Hmm. Next. Gifts, especially materialistic ones might provide only temporary happiness or satisfaction, whereas other forms of affection, such as quality time um, and or offering emotional support, last longer. Um, let's go into the cons very quickly. Um, many cultures have deep-rooted traditions of gift-giving as a genuine expression of love, respect, and gratitude. When someone takes the time to find or create a gift that aligns with the recipient's interests, values, or needs, it's a deeply thoughtful gesture. 
Physical gifts can serve as a lasting reminder of special occasions or sentiments. They can be cherished and looked back upon, evoking memories and feelings associated with the moment of gifting. And finally, in the con column saying no, 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 no. Gift giving is not a lazy way of showing affection. Every individual has a unique way of expressing affection. And for some, giving and receiving gifts is their primary love language. Dismissing it as lazy can be an oversimplification. All right, my friends, I'm going to post the poll in the chat. I'm seeing some really interesting messages. I will read those when we get back. Friends, what a, what a day, what a Monday morning. Thank you so much for participating in this. The best part of my day, every single day. So many things you could have been doing today, my friends. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with Natch and I, and it means the world. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. How are you doing out there, my friends? Oh my God. If you're just tuning in at 9 a.m. Central European time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong or the Philippines, then my God, what a great first half you've missed. Um, we spoke about, um, yeah, we, well, we, we actually took a little deep dive into the, the crumbling, the falling apart of what we know as traditional social media, as observed by businessinsider.com. Very um, fascinating article there. I uh, do encourage you to read in, in greater detail. Uh, we looked at the fact that artificial intelligence like chat GPT is going to be allowed um, in Australian schools, a really progressive forward-thinking action, I think. And um, how migration and fertility can't change can't change Europe's aging population, but it could avoid disaster. Um, interesting stuff, guys. Then we moved on to today's unpopular opinion, which is with regards to gift giving. Gift giving is the laziest way to show affection. True or false? Uh, regalar. Ooh, okay. We've got the results in for the poll now. Thank you, thank you. Regalar es la forma más perezosa de demonstrar afecto. What do you think? True or false? Uh, okay, so we I released the poll on Instagram, as you know, my friends, as I always do. How do you think they voted on Instagram, Natch? They said true. Today, no. Today, they actually said false. 44% said false. Thank you. A lot of people voted on this one. 44% said false. No, that, you know, it's not a lazy way to show affection. Uh, I think what we'll do is we'll rip the band-aid off today, Natch, and we'll go straight into the results of the poll um, of our live audience, the real decision makers. So I said, um, I made the statement that gift giving is the laziest way to show affection. You guys said, 75% false. All right. So let's dig a little deeper into this concept if it's so incorrect. Is it, is it really lazy? Or is it not? Hmm. All right, let's um, first get into some Instagram messages that I received. And oh my God, I got quite a few today. Um, Vanessa says, um, I don't think it's that true. It also depends on the gift. For example, if someone has put time and effort into making me a beautiful scarf, I'll really appreciate that. But is that gift giving or is that someone making you something? Making someone something is high effort. I remember I gave, um, I once gave a painting of uh, my partner for, for, um, uh, for, as a gift. It took me like 40 hours to complete the painting. I wouldn't say that's lazy. However, if I'd have gone to the store and bought, you know, some perfume, yeah, you could argue that that is lazy, right? Um, also, Peth Volador, <laughs> which is our friend Chusky, I think, said, not when you're giving something from the heart. Um, and not 
um, and it's not because you have to do it because it's a birthday or Christmas. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, the point that we're discussing is that is gift giving the laziest way to show affection. Um, also, Vero in the chat um, posted something to me on Instagram. Let's see if I can find it real quick. All right, here it is. Vero said, false. In fact, it's one of the best ways to show affection for the person receiving the gift. The more you appreciate the person, the better the gift you will give. That's what I like, you know? <laughs> Attributing love to, a, to a, a, a dollars and cents value. Do you love me, sweetheart? No, I love you about $20. <laughs> hey, Natch, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you in the region of about 10 15 euros so you know <laughs> yeah i mean look i have personal problems with the idea of gift giving i'm going to be honest with you but not not that it's a lazy form of um of showing affection um but i'll get into more of that later when we get into the um the actual nuts and bolts of this um it's good up to some point says annie uh, min in reply to the unpopular opinion that gift giving is the laziest way to show affection, he says, only if you just buy something expensive. If you went out of your way to find small gifts that fit the person really well, then it's really good. I mean, I'll tell you something, as a middle-aged man, I give, get gifted socks. <laughs> I mean, what, what's the what's the most recurring gift for you, Natch? You know, is, I, is it shirts, t-shirts? <laughs> Socks, aftershave. I don't know. No, it's very variado. Uh, <laughs> oh, know. well, there you go. See, Natch is loved. <laughs> People don't want to put too much effort into thinking for a gift for me. Just get him some socks. <laughs> get him some underwear. You know, he's not going to buy his own. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's continue. I personally don't think it's easy or lazy to give gifts to people I love, says Pedro from Instagram. Uh, Min says, Valentine's means nothing anyway. Anything you do on Valentine, Valentine's has less value than if you just did it any other day to appreciate your partner. I would agree. The argument Min is making there that there is a certain amount of societal obligation to buy gifts and show kind of affection in that in that commercial way on Valentine's. But if you did it around, if you just appeared one day with flowers, then maybe it would have more of an impact. Interesting. Uh, the the best to tell does gift, this is from Annie. You're the best to tell does gift excites when you grow older. I can't, that makes no sense to me, Annie. Um, I've lost interest in, in, in receiving or giving gifts at 20, says Annie. Dude, at 20, you're at prime gift-receiving age. You're still at that age where people feel comfortable buying you a games console. <laughs> you know, before you hit the age of socks and ties, like me and Natch. <laughs> Enjoy it, man. Become disillusioned when you hit your mid-30s. That's when it begins. That's when the truly crappy gift <laughs> for a man, the, gift, the, the epoch of cool gifts finishes <laughs> at 35. Let's see, Pedro, I have to confess, I panic and start hyperventilating when my wife's birthday is approaching. Okay, interesting point from Pedro here. He starts to panic when his wife's birthday is approaching. Pedro, if you're anything like me, you go through that mental Rolodex of every single conversation you've ever had. Did she say she needed new perfume? What's that new hobby she's taking up? <laughs> Natch, are you a thoughtful gift giver? Do you try and kind of, oh, I remember my wife, the morning of October 3rd at 9.30, mentioned to me that she needed a new whatever. Do you, are you that kind of guy? No, I have notes. And during the year when someone says, or my kids or my, daughter, or my wife says, gustaría esto? Apunto. Oh, dude. Natch is, yeah, you. There are something on the list. When, when, I don't know, when the birthday comes, but sometimes it's so. That she's like, he's playing 3D chess at life, man. That's why he's the Oracle. <laughs> yeah, I need a notes app. <laughs> I have notes and a notes app for almost everything. Oh, for dude. books, for series, for everything. 
Ah, oh, dude, Nachi's Natch, playing 3D chess at life. That's why, you know, he's winning. He's winning. <laughs> That's all I've got to say on the map. Yeah, great idea. I have to admit, I'm one of those that don't take notes. You know, I just kind of interact and, well, interact. I go to my white room when people are talking and hope <laughs> that somewhere the information sinks in. So when Christmas and birthdays roll around, I can go through that Rolodex of conversations and find the perfect gift. Nine times out of ten, that never happens. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> With Andy, it's easy. She just wants to go to a concert. So there you go. My best friend. Goddamn, Christmas is coming up. Oh, I don't want to think about it because I too suffer that anxiety, Pedro. You're not alone. Nuria time. I agree, Pedro. It's easier to give gifts to children rather than adults. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Um, Pedro says, I think giving other giving other gestures of love is easier, more natural and meaningful. But the stupid social imposition of gift giving is uh, drives me crazy. So there's nothing lazy or easy with that. Rob, how do you how do you know my wife's birthday? <laughs> Uh, by the way, last Saturday was Bald International Day. Congratulations, my fellow bald people. Congratulations, everyone. Congratulations. Yeah, if you didn't know, there is a club, bald people. It's like it's like the Illuminati, but with less hair. <laughs> um, let's see, Min. Are you saying that you don't appreciate the socks? Says Min. No, I love the socks eat by me every year. <laughs> I love getting socks. You um, don't have to go out and buy them myself. Yeah, that's a true story, yeah? Rob, you need to see the virtue in not having not having to oh, bridge this. I don't know. Not sure you're laying down while you're typing again, I believe. <laughs> you have to see the virtue in not having to, but what you are gifted. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yes, I am lying down, says the bridge. <laughs> Maybe you need to spend less time with Gumer Sindo. Yeah, it's a true story. I do. I need to leave the white room my mental happy place more often. <laughs> um, Nacho is a detail-oriented guy, says Vero. He is. He's the king of us. What can I say? <laughs> He's winning at life. I need to do that. I need to take notes. That way, Christmas rolls around and I don't fall into the dark pit of despair of, oh my God, I'm going to waste money on something now that's not going to be appreciated. <laughs> um, okay, so I got more messages on Instagram, but they're not sharing anything new, but I will thank Lynn, Gina, Terrence, and Mandy for reaching out. Um, so, you know, just, just so we know, like, we've got gift-giving, obvious way to show affection. What other ways are there? You know, spending quality time, acts of service. By the way, I have got a list here. I am British, so I, you know, I'm like, a, as cats do, we don't show affection. <laughs> you know, it's a biological imperative. <laughs> we just don't. We don't show affection. But I did ask the elves. I said, can you give me a list of other ways to show affection? And they did. I am actually not joking. I, I had to actually research this. So quality spending quality time, acts of service, physical touch. Gross. Again, I am British. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Um, active listening. Uh, creating something, planning experiences, learning about your partner's interests, regular check-ins, like sending little messages. How are you doing? You know, for a time notch, I had an alarm on my phone that around 10, send your partner a message. And you know, it was great. It worked. <laughs> it's how, how I falsify having your, sharing your human emotions. <laughs> and acts of kindness. Other ways to show affection that are not gift giving. Okay, so I will, let's get into my final thoughts on this. I don't think it's a lazy way to show affection. In fact, if you're going to buy that perfect gift, um, anything but, because buying the perfect gift involves knowing that person's wants, needs, hopes, dreams, aspirations um, in a way that, is deeper than the just surface level, I'm going to get socks or, you know, some perfume. Yeah, buying that perfect gift can be a way to show affection in anything but what could be considered a lazy way. In fact, it requires a lot of effort. 
You know, reaching out every now and again just to show you care, active listening, acts of kindness. These are things that are just expected in an everyday relationship. I think sometimes the act of gift giving is going above and beyond. I would say. So what's the problem? If, we've, if we're going to agree that it's, it's not lazy, what is the problem? I think the problem is the commercialization of, our, of, of human relationships, right? If you're anything like me, Valentine's Day rolls around and you just get inundated with interflora adverts. Yes, show your partner you care with a dozen roses. That costs like way over 50 euros, by the way. You know, <laughs> I don't want to sound cheap. <laughs> it's not like I'm swimming in, in, in disposable income here. You know, Christmas rolls around and the kids are inundated with these toy commercials. You know, you're just creating a need where it doesn't exist. Are they thoughtful gifts? Are they really thoughtful gifts? No, I think industry and business and the media, what they want to do is, is create needs within us, create fake events where we can spend our hard earned cash. You know, since when did, since when did Black Friday mean anything here in Europe? It's the day after Thanksgiving in the United States. Yeah, it's it's been it's been thrown throughout the world. It's Black Friday, guys. Why is it called Black Friday? We don't know. We don't care. Do you remember when Black Friday Natch was just about watching Americans crush each other in malls? The the good old days. <laughs> now we're doing it. You know? In essence, I think gift giving or you know, or consumerism. Is never going to be a way to genuinely show people you care unless it's a very special thing that is um, dedicated especially to that partner, covering a need or a want or a desire that is specifically tailor-made for them. But nine times out of ten, that's not what it is, is it, folks? It's Christmas, it's birthday, it's Valentine's Day, and we are, we are obliged to participate in that consumerist act. And maybe at that point we decide gift-giving is maybe a bit lazy. All right, friends. On that note, let's go to 100 humans. Oh my God, friends. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question is, name a type of store you'd find in just about every shopping mall. Uh, nombre un tipo de tienda que encontraría en, cada, en casi todos los centros comerciales. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Woo, let's go. <clears throat> All right. Are we ready, Natch? We're going to start with you, my friend, the Oracle. Uh, store with uh, what? clothes. A clothing store. A clothing store. Nuriatam agrees, as does the bridge. Is a clothing store there? Yes, it is. Well done, friends. Well done, friends. Yeah, clothing store is there. 26 of 100 humans said clothing store. And it's the number one answer. <laughs> Quite fitting on the, on, on the show that is dedicated to commercialism, isn't it? Or consumerism. Hmm. So clothing stories there. Well done, guys. Number one answer. Off to a good start. The bridge here says a sports store. A sports store. Mm. Sports store. Mm. I can't give it to you. It's very close, but I can't give it to you, bridge. Yeah, I mean, there are, yeah, oof. There is an answer that is sports adjacent, but it's not sports specifically. But it was a good answer, nevertheless. Well done, Bridge. Um, Nuria said clothes shop. Well done, Nuria. Candies. A sweet store. A candy store, says uh, Pedro from Instagram. Is a candy store there? No, it's not there. Rather than candy, zoom out and you might have a good answer. Candy is a type of what? Anyway, let's continue. Um, clothes. Okay, Pedro says shoes. 
Shoes. A shoe store. Hmm, we had sports store, but a shoe store. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. You see them in all the malls, right? With all the nice sneakers that you can't afford in the windows. Ugh. Is it their shoe stores? It is, of course it is. The second most popular answer with 16 of 100 humans saying you will always find a shoe store in, um, in casi todos los uh, centros comer comerciales in just about every shopping mall. Guys, you've identified two. Well done. Vero says bowling. Bowling. It's more of an activity than a store. Let's see if they said it. Is it there, bowling? No, it's not. Um, let's see. A supermarket, says the bridge. A supermarket. Un supermercado. A supermarket. Hmm. A supermarket where you'd buy, you know, food. A food store, let's say. Food. Is a food store there? Yes, it is. Well done, bridge. Tienda de comida, I guess. A food store is there. It is the fifth most popular answer with how many? With 13 of 100 humans saying food. Alimentación. Food. All right. All right, let's continue. Let's continue. Um, flowers. A flower stall in the supermarket. It's not there, Nuriatam, but it's a good answer. Okay, Pedro here says a mobile phone store. A mobile phone store. Hmm, is mobile phone store there? Yes, it is, Pedro. Well done. <laughs> well done, my friend. It's the seventh most popular answer with five of the hundred humans saying a mobile phone store. Well done. Well, I thought that was probably the hardest. Um, let's see. Hairdresser says, <laughs> hairdresser, I'm feeling attacked. It's not there. It's not there. Um, the bridge also said phone, sh phone shop. Well done. Vero says a toy store. Is a toy store there? Jugueteria, hmm. would you say, Natch? Toy store? Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's there. Well done. All right, you only have two more to get. Um, you only have two more to get. This is a door. Oh, I'm not sure how you would say this in... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. So this is a place where you'd get reading materials of various types. Hmm. How would you say it in Spanish, Natch? I know it's a difficult one in English. Una papelería. Papelería, tipo de kiosco, ¿no? Pero dentro ah, de... Sí. Do you know how it's said in English? I don't know. We say no, no. a news agent. A news agent. Well done, Natch. Um, Nuria Tam said bookstore, bookstore, I would have accepted as well. Same kind of thing. You go in there, you can buy books, you can buy magazines, you can buy newspapers. A news agent, bookstore. All right, one more to get. This is the last one, okay? And this is a kind of store that sells just about everything. I think here in Spain, the most popular is the English cut. <laughs> El corte inglés. In, um, in England, we have um, CNA, which is kind of the same kind of thing. Oof, how do we say this in, um, uh, in English? Do you know, Natch? I don't know. Because for us, it's like a mall as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they... Centro Comercial. But you know, in, in, in places like... Yeah, you go to these stores and you can buy on one level, you can buy um, a new mobile phone, on another, a computer, on another, you can buy books, on another... Hmm. And they're usually attached to big shopping centers. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. A few people in the chat have identified this one. We call those department stores well done pedro well done bridge oh my god do we have enough time 
<laughs> Guys, you did it. Okay, we're not going to... Okay, 100 humans exit. We're going to go through this really quickly. I asked 100 humans, nombra un tipo de tienda que encontrarías en casi todos los centros comerciales. In position number seven, we had a mobile phone store. Six, we had a department store. In five, we had a food store. A toy store in four. A bookstore or a newsagent in three, shoe store in two, and a clothing store in one. Well done, guys. Let's try and do at least one. Complete the news. Complete the news. <laughs> this is a good one, friends. Okay, this is Complete the News. I'm going to give you a news headline with some important information missing. If you're one of the many people watching in chat, but you haven't participated yet, this is your moment, because all I ask you to write, please, is A, B, or C. No spoilers. Okay, here we go. A children's book, un libro infantil, a children's book is put on a watch list. Um, is, yeah, un lista de vigilancia, a lo mejor dirías. He's put on a watch list in Alabama because the author's name is blank. <laughs> is it A, gay? Is it B, Mary hyphen Juana? Mary Juana. <laughs> or is it C, butt stuff? B-U-T-T-S-T-U-F-F. But stuff. But um, referring to, well, it's all one word. It's a name. No seas mal pensar. A, B, or C. <laughs> Un libro infantil en la lista de vigilancia de Alabama porque su autor se llama blank. What do you think it is, Natch? What do you think? Um, C. You think C, but stuff. Um, the chat agrees. Only one person said one other answer. That was Nuria Tam who said B, Mary Juana. The actual answer is, let's get a drum roll. It was A, gay. True story. Yeah, an illustrated children's book titled Read Me a Story Stella by Mary Louise Gay is on a watch list for that stupid reason. Oh, my God. This is the end of civilization as we know it friends guys thank you so much guys all the all the links that i use in the show including that last one will be in my patreon please go and investigate there don't forget fridays is open you can read and interact with that yourselves friends so many things you could have been doing today instead of doing those things you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world see you next time